We sell experiences. We don't sell properties. It doesn't matter how many times we talk about it, how many times people have heard us say it, because there's so few people picking up what we're trying to explain. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sean Moore, and I'm here with my main man, Dave Savolich, <laughs> for our Whiskey Wednesday segment. And so these are when we're going to dive in. Short, quick, to-the-point episodes. We're going to talk about some trending topics. We're going to answer some questions that you have. And so we'll dive right in. If you're new to these segments or new to listening to this and you want to have some of your questions answered, make sure that you hit us up in the comments, the socials, wherever you're following, listening to this on. Send us an email to support at bodicey.com. We'll make sure that we get your questions answered on an upcoming episode of Whiskey Wednesday. So Dave, you're always the Let's MC go. on these. Hey, by the way, got my cowboy boots on today. I saw that, dude. You know I hope everybody I mean? can see that on the camera. Old Dave, little, Dave put the old different, you know? boots on. You know that statement that everybody knows that it will want to be like Mike, you know? Yeah. I just want to be like Sean. Okay. You know yeah. I mean? we, we ditched the Lululemon Ooh, for some ring and some cowboy boots. I feel, I like I feel good today. So. I like it. I'm going to drink to that one right now, right early on. So I got my cowboy boots on. We always talk about something kind of personal or, or something about us, really. I don't know if it's personal, but books versus movies. You, you're a, a book guy. You like to read. You like to watch movies, podcasts. What's your What's your you know favorite? For sure, podcasts and books. Um, and books. When I say books, I don't read a lot of books anymore. I listen to audiobooks. Yeah. I love, but I do that every day. I love it. Yeah. Like I, if I'm home by myself. Last night I was actually home by myself. The kids were out doing some stuff, and I just instead of turning on the TV, I turned on a, a book and listened to it, and just sat there and listened. All right, I like that. I'm, I'm a big. Uh, audiobook guy that's why you're so smart <laughs> i don't know about that but that's a that's that's what i prefer to do yeah versus, unless there's a game on. i like watching yeah games. i don't remember the last movie i watched you know the last movie i probably watched and it's probably the only movie i've watched in probably the last five or six years is uh the the new top gun that came out oh last nice summer. yeah so i watched yeah. that one i really like that yeah. i enjoyed i used to i used yeah. to watch a lot of movies i yeah. really enjoyed movies i just haven't been going i just yeah. uh, i started getting into the more the driving listening to podcasts books on tapes and so um yeah what about you good they always say the smarter the people who read and do that kind of stuff are the smart guys i'm on the other hand movie guy so <laughs> I, explains I, a lot. Yeah, that it does. It does. I uh, I love movies. I like documentaries. I love you know all kinds of movies. I, I like to sit in the on the weekends and and in the evening or whatever watch movie and stuff. So I I like more of that. I'm not a big reader. I never have been. I, I probably can count literally on one hand maybe the amount of books that I've read since, <laughs> since I went to hey, since I graduated from school since I graduated from school all right we might have to edit that now part. I do I do listen to books uh, you know uh, on tape yeah. as you will okay. um, yeah. and and I do that once in a while but you know I, I'm not I'm not a big reader so yeah. I always find myself when I'm reading I'm like I'm thinking Definitely of something not. else and I'm oh who just walked by and oh what's going on or what was that noise I just <laughs> I'm just like focus. give me a movie and I'm happy so Anyways, all right. right. Well, we know, you know, a book guy, more of a movie guy. So that's good. All right. Well, let's jump in. Uh, So we got a trending topic, something something in our world, something short-term rental. And we've talked about this a little bit before. It's a topic that keeps coming back up and super important because... To have success in short-term rentals, you have to design the experience. You know what I mean? We talk about that a lot. One of the things that I saw kind of trending this week was make sure that you design your short-term rental to your guests and not to your likes or your wants. Does that make sense? Yeah. When you're, you're home at your house, you would do th- different things than at, at, at a short-term rental for your guests. Like, you know, oh, man, I don't really like that. But it really doesn't matter if you like it, if your guests like it and they want it, that's how you should have your goals and, and keep in mind of what they do. You, yeah. you agree? It is 
probably the trending topic in our space. Like the, the probably the main topic right, that people right. need to understand. Yeah. I'm on, I, you know, last week I was on a panel with a lot of different experts in our space. This is always one of the main topics we talk about is creating an experience, right. a unique experience, and you create it for a target audience, right? And so, yeah. and you're exactly right. You have to design, you design a short-term rental way different than you're going to design, design your home. a home, yeah. right? In your own home. And your tastes are gonna be a little bit different. You're trying to create this different experience there for a specific target audience. Now, I always tell people, you should be part of your target audience. The reason I say that right. is because it's going to be easier for you to put it together. Now you have that mix of, okay, I can design it kind of for me, but also it fits with this experience that right, I'm trying to create. Right. But it's totally different. Designing a short-term rental is totally different than designing a home. Yeah. And we bring in very specific designers for this, right? We work with some of the best in the business. There, our designer, Mike, he always says, you know, admittedly, I'm not the guy you want to hire to design your home. Right. You want different designers to design your home. I know how to really create and design a short-term rental because I know how to bring the experience that you're trying to create to life with the design and the furnishings and everything else. Yeah. And when I say this is the topic and the main topic and the trending topic that we're going to be talking about for years is because in our game, that is what we sell. Right. We sell experiences. We don't sell properties and people miss that. It doesn't matter how many times we talk about it, right. how many times people yeah. to say it. I feel like a broken record most of the time, mm -hmm. like where I feel like we talk about this over and over and over, but we do it because there's so few people picking up what we're right. trying to trying to explain right. and off camera on this you know this panel that I was on with a number of different experts there's about eight of us operating at a high level teaching other people you know having courses mentorship programs and we were talking off camera and we were saying of the of all the topics that we try to talk about this is the hardest one for people to grasp mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. it's a simple concept but it is really hard for people to put it together and right. really just understand that you're not designing a model home and you're going to design it different for a short-term rental than you will like just your own home. It starts with, I always say, start with a target audience in mind. Ideally, you should be part of that target audience. If I'm going to try to put together, you know, a bachelorette pad, and I'm not a, I've never been to a, a, a bachelorette party, party right. or I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not the demographic for that, right? right? I might look online, I might see things, I might see that, hey, I'm buying a property in Nashville, bachelorette capital of the world, party capital of the world. If I'm not part of that, I'm gonna have a hard time designing that. So if I'm gonna right. do that, I better hire somebody that really understands yeah, how to do that yeah, and deliver yeah. that, right? And yeah. so start with your target audience, be part of the target audience, right? Yeah, yeah. When I design properties, all of my properties are designed around outdoor activities. And most of that is outdoors, you know, the, you know, national parks, state parks, hiking, you know, do, those types of things, fishing, the things that we love to do in the outdoors, because I understand that market. Right, I understand right. what they're looking yeah. for. So I keep my portfolio fairly consistent right. to that. You don't find me, I don't have urban properties. Right. I don't have, you know, going down and, and enjoying the city life. Not that that's not a great experience or somebody that would do that. That's not me. And so that's okay. That's yeah. why I always tell people, following this process of picking a target audience, creating a unique experience, understanding how to market that, the process is the same, but you and I are gonna have completely different right. portfolios right. because of who we're actually trying to target, what we're trying to articulate, what we're trying to set up. Yeah. There's hundreds and hundreds of different target audiences, tons of different experiences that you can create, and you have to lead into designing these properties that way mm -hmm. with that in mind. And it's way different than how you're going to design yeah. your own home, right? Well, and it goes along with the lifestyle asset that we really promote is 
a place that you want to go and a place that you want to visit and a place that you want to vacation with your family. So right. if you're part of that, creating that experience, those will be, it'll be more fun and more exciting and you'll have more say in it because that's, you know, what you want to do as a family as well. Yeah, you're so, going to enjoy it more. Yeah. You're, it's, it is yeah. going to truly be a lifestyle asset, yeah. which is what we promote. Personal use is a big part of what we have as a benefit of having these these assets, right? Yeah. It, it raises our lifestyle. If I have seven or eight properties across the country and different markets that I can go use and personally, not only are they good investments if they're set up correctly and, and purchased correctly, I'm building that, life, or that financial freedom, but my lifestyle it takes it up right. one or two or five right. notches, right? right? Because now I've got multiple properties that I can go use right. and they should be attract. I should be part of that target audience that enjoys using it. Yeah. Yeah. And as much as we talk about this, it's what the number one thing that will help you raise to the top of a market. It's the number one thing that will help you get your unfair share of business, but it's also the number one thing that is so misunderstood right. and the People least, miss. It, yeah. It, yeah, it's the least implemented strategy across the board. Yeah. It's it. You go look on Airbnb Verbo, it's like you're looking on Zillow. People yeah. are trying to sell properties right. and the property is down the rungs of the ladder, multiple notches when it comes to the actual experience. Very few properties are the experience, yeah. you know, yeah. and there's so few and far between some properties. They are the experience. Right. They're, they're not the majority. And I think of like given a couple examples is like, for instance, if you, you know, in your, at your home, in your master bedroom, if you don't have a TV, cause you don't, you know, you like to read books and you don't want to watch TV at night. Well, that's great. But at your short term rental, there are a lot of people like to yeah. watch TV, watch the news and so right. forth before they go to bed. So don't not have a TV in the master bedroom because you don't like it at your house. Right understand that the audience or the guests that are coming, most of them want a TV in every single room. Right. So. And, and our house, that's a great example. My house, yeah. I don't have that. Yeah. I don't have them in the living room. I don't have them in the bedrooms. Right. I mean, we don't right. have a lot. We have we have a living room with a TV, but right. like it's not, that's just not, we don't have a lot of TVs around. Right. But I, in my short-term rentals, I have them in every bedroom. I have them in yes. the living rooms yep. based on, yep. you know, who's coming in and what they're right. going to do. They want right. to hang out and chill out and enjoy the watching TV. Just because exactly. I don't want to do it doesn't mean right. that my guests aren't going to want to. Yeah. I think that's a yeah. big trending topic. Topic. I think people miss it and I think it's super important. Yeah. So, all right, let's jump into some questions. Okay. Um, what is the biggest mistake people make when deciding if the short-term rental strategy is right for them? So okay, I'm going to back it down where I feel like the biggest mistake made in general is, and it applies to making, yep. deciding in short-term rentals. The biggest mistake is people are getting really comfortable sitting on the sidelines, not making a decision. Right. Right. When you're right. figuring out what asset class or what investment or what you want to do to build lifestyle and financial freedom, I'm a big believer of what Warren Buffett said. You, you've got to create a second source of income. You, 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 you've, if you're not making money while you sleep, you better be working on figuring out how to do that. Take your active income, take some chips off the table and put it into something. And so as you're analyzing, all the different asset classes, all the different options that you have, there's going to be pros and cons for everything, yeah. right? At some point, there's not going to be one that checks off every yes. single box and it doesn't have any yes. cons. They're yeah. all going to have pros and cons, including short-term rentals, right? And so you have to analyze the ones you're interested in. And then you have to say, okay, which one of these passive income vehicles checks off the most boxes for me mm -hmm. as far as what I'm looking for, for lifestyle and financial freedom, and then make a decision to move forward. The right. biggest, the biggest thing that I see across the board, since we started helping people and coaching people and we talk to thousands of people now and we have you know we have you know, almost you know close to 3,000 people now in our mentorship program which means we talk to tens of thousands yeah when I see that I see so many people that have so much potential they're they've set themselves up they work their butts off their whole lives they're put themselves in a position to take some chips off the table invest in something right. but because nothing is perfect 
They do they nothing. They just wait. Yeah, they, they just do there. nothing. And yeah. then they get comfortable. We live in a, in a society now where it's okay to sit on the sideline. Mm-hmm. And that's what, I, that's what I feel like is the biggest mistake across the board that people make is they're afraid to move forward because something's not going to be absolutely perfect right. because it's right. never going to be perfect. Well, and we've, we've talked about that and, and you've done a big seg- segment on your uh, webinars. And we've specifically talked about that, the analysis paralysis. You don't know how many yeah. people that I've talked to personally that are interested, they want to do it, they're excited, but they're just like, ah, I just don't know. And then I talked to that same person six months later and they're in the same ballpark and they've missed out on all the opportunities, missed out on all the benefits of short-term rentals and what it can afford them. So I agree, the biggest mistake is somebody not doing something. Yep. Decide what you want to do, get off the sidelines, get in the game and start you know, taking some action. Yeah, so. sitting on the sidelines, successful people it drives them nuts to sit and do nothing yeah it drives them nuts they they are okay making decisions like that's one one of the biggest differences between really successful people and average people yeah. is the successful person needs less information to make a decision than the average person right, makes, right, needs right and that that's interesting when you think about it because yeah. you would think that the really successful person needs way more information to make a decision that's absolutely not right. the case they're successful right. because they're willing to make a decision and move forward you got two options it's going to work for you or it's not going right. to work for you right Either way you learn or either way you succeed, right? One one way you're learning what doesn't work and you, you're more likely to succeed the yeah. next time. The best case, it works the first time. Successful people are willing to take action with less information than the average person is willing to do. Analysis paralysis, right? Overanalyze everything. And then as they analyze it, they'll talk themselves out of it because of the some of the things that are stacking up. Now, does that mean every asset and everybody should jump into everything right at first glance? No, do your due diligence, figure out what works for you, figure out what your property goals are, see which, which asset checks off the most boxes, and then take the move forward mm-hmm. and then stick with it long enough for it to succeed. The other, the other big mistake that people make is they don't stick with anything long enough. Yeah. This is in general of what causes people to not succeed when they decide, okay, I'm gonna get into a specific game is they're comfortable sitting there. Right. You know, really successful people, it drives them crazy to sit on the sidelines. Yeah. It drives them crazy to overanalyze everything anything. and not yeah. do anything. They yeah. would rather be moving forward and figuring it out along the way. Yeah, yeah, good. All right, last question. How do you, and that, by the way, is from Jim, um, how do you decide what cities to buy your first short-term rental when there are so many cities to choose from? It's a great question, Jim, and it's the probably one of the number one questions we always get is where should I buy, yeah. right? One, I can tell you and promise you there's not a perfect market. As many people want to put out the top 10 list of places to, to buy and invest, we do as well. We've, we put out a top 10 list because everybody wants to see it. The fact of the matter is there's not a perfect market. There's There could be perfect markets for you and your personal goals and right. your personal situation. Right. I always tell people there's good properties and bad properties in every market. You will find that there's markets that are more investable than other markets. And so those are things that we want to absolutely consider. But to start, I always tell people, give me five markets that you would love to own a vacation home. Mm -hmm. And let's start there. And then let's analyze acquisition cost and revenue potential to see how investable that market is. We'll look at rules and regulations. Because what you might do then, you tell me those five markets that you really want to own a vacation home in, and we're probably going to narrow it down to one or two based on those other criteria. And your goals. yeah, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You might say, hey, I really would love to own a property in Aspen but you have a $300,000 budget. Right. That's gonna cut that market out, right? right? Exactly. So, yeah. But the reason I tell people is going back to the very first thing that we talked about is creating that unique experience and being part of that target audience is if you understand the area and you would love to own there, 
and you are part of that target audience going there, when you start to create that experience and you have to start marketing that experience, knowing something about the area and what the, what there is to do, what the profit drivers are, what drives you to that market, right. you're gonna do way better long-term with that property by understanding that market. So start with the markets that you would love to own a vacation home and then understand how to underwrite. Yeah. Underwrite rules and regulations, underwrite the, the investability between acquisition cost and revenue potential. Those things are very, very important. But if you just try to start there, you're gonna have a list of hundreds of markets that are right. very investable, yeah. right? And yeah. so we wanna start with more, where would I like to own? What is my budget? What am I trying to do with it? And then let's start running the yeah. numbers from there. Good. And, and if you come up with five markets where you wanna go, I almost guarantee that one or two of those markets are gonna be good. Exactly, yeah, you'll, you'll limit it down to one or two and say, all right, let's dive in, let's get you a real estate agent, let's start looking at properties right. and see if that works, so. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, good, well, uh, good segment today, okay. short, sweet. Yeah. Um, as you kind of wrap up, I'm going to show everybody my boots you, you so get, they can you, see you that. You get those boots up there while oh, we're yeah. wrapping up. So yeah. guys, we always appreciate your time. We know how valuable it is. We appreciate you spending it with us on these Whiskey Wednesday segments. If you do have questions, make sure you email them into us and we'll make sure that we cover them on an upcoming episode. And then at the end of every episode, I ask you two favors. First one is if you got any value out of this, give us a like. If you know somebody else that would get us some value out of it, share these shows. And if you have more than 30 seconds, leave us a review on the podcast platform that you're listening to. If you're watching it on YouTube, wherever you're finding it at, those things really do help us grow the show, share our message, help other people that are getting into the short-term rental game. And then the final thing, the final challenge I always ask you is to pick one thing that you can do today to start building that life you don't want to take a vacation from. Cheers, my friends. Cheers, brother. Cheers, buddy.